On this Wednesday edition of Locked On Grizzlies, Vince Williams Jr. is heading to the All-Star Game. Not necessarily as an All-Star, but in the Rising Stars Challenge. We'll talk about that. Plus, Gigi Jackson missing a game because of breaking a team rule, fines. DeMichael Cole is with us talking about the latest with Gigi Jackson. Treble in Memphis for Gigi. And we'll preview Grizzlies Rockets, of course. It's a busy Wednesday episode of Locked On Grizzlies. Lock in with us. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A midweek edition of Locked On Grizzlies for you to enjoy. It is I, Joe Mullinax, one of your hosts for Locked On Grizzlies, joined by my co-host, to Michael Cole of the Commercial Appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. He's a Memphis Grizzlies beat writer for that publication. I've covered the Grizzlies here, there, and everywhere over the last decade between the two of us. You've come to the right place for Memphis Grizzlies content and NBA content at large here on Locked On Grizzlies. We are proud members of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Like, comment, rate, review, subscribe. Check us out on YouTube. Whatever the case might be, Apple, Spotify, however you take in your NBA shows on a daily basis, hopefully Locked On Grizzlies is one of those programs that you are an everydayer for each and every time a new show drops. Uh, DeMichael Cole, we missed you yesterday, but as we always talk about, you got other things going on in your in your Grizzlies content creation uh, <laughs> circuit. Uh, you made some news and Gigi Jackson kind of made some news himself that we'll talk a little bit about more later on in the show. And obviously the Grizzlies have a basketball game coming up tonight against the Houston Rockets back to back coming up, going into the all-star break for Memphis. Uh, But let's lead off with somebody who's got a pretty busy week. And I think you posted on X about this. Vince Williams Jr. Now a rising star replacing uh, for doing an injury replacement, I believe for Dyson Daniels of the new Mm -hmm. Orleans Pelicans. Interestingly enough, Vince filling in for him. So Vince had a game on Monday. He's got a game tonight. Game on Thursday night, tomorrow, against the Bucks, And then the Rising Stars Challenge is Friday. So that's four games and five nights. He's kicking it old school, Vince Williams Jr., but it's for a good reason. We thought for a time there that Memphis wasn't going to have any All-Star weekend uh, of uh, acknowledgments for the first time in a long time, but that's not the case. Vince Williams Jr., an injury replacement heading out to the All-Star weekend festivities for Rising Stars. Yeah, Joe, let's talk about that schedule for a second. What type of bull That's is that? To give a, to, who gives – whose idea in the league was it to give a team a back-to-back uh, right before All-Star weekend. Like, that's basically saying, oh, the Grizzlies, there's no way that someone from the Grizzlies uh, makes the Rising Stars game. But, Cold world. Uh, I mean, they didn't see what, you know, uh, came from Vince Williams, and a lot of people didn't see that coming. Uh, I mean, it's the hard work. It's just a testament. I mean, and you can make an argument that even some guys on the coaching staff, I mean, Taylor Jenkins, it, it took almost every injury in the book to for him to finally get this opportunity right. to prove – what he's capable of, but without a doubt, he belongs. Uh, once I saw the names on the list, you know, from the get go, uh, Dyson Daniels stood out to me as what, like over Vince Williams. I don't think we really went in depth with it on here, but right. I remember seeing Dyson Daniels being in it, and I thought, okay, he's known as a defender, he comes off the bench, you know, he, I guess, decent role player, whatever the case may be, but 
Vince Williams is guarding the best players as well. Like he's near the top of the NBA in matchup difficulty. And he's knocking down three-pointers. We're seeing, you know, kind of a flash of playmaking as of recent. So this is very deserving. Uh, he's put the work in, second-round pick, a uh, two-way player at the beginning of the year, which kind of feels wild to say now that, you know, Vince Williams was on a two-way contract at the beginning of the season to see how impactful he's become with this Grizzlies team. Well-deserved. Uh, I mean, this is where he belongs. And it's it's going to be fun to see, you know, him kind of rise his way. You know, after it's always fun to look back on these rising stars games, five, six years, see who was in it. Be fun to see, you know, where Gigi, I mean, not Gigi, potentially Gigi one day, but where Vince Williams, you know, stacks up amongst that group. I want to stress for those that don't know, I live in the Richmond, Virginia area. Shout out to Virginia Commonwealth University. And I work with several VCU grads and VCU still loves basketball going all the way back to that epic final four run they had over a decade ago. They've had something like 166 consecutive sellouts at the Siegel Center. They love their Rams basketball. I have a few folks that know that I'm a Grizzlies fan, uh, maybe know that I do the podcast. <laughs> and they come up and they talk about Vince Williams Jr. almost every day and how wild it is that he's doing what he's doing. Because he was not this at VCU in the Atlantic 10 to Michael. He He'll was very much, yeah. absolutely, he was very much 3 and D. Uh, a, a guy that they could count on to do those specific defensive things, could knock down a three. I remember when you were talking about him, we talked about him briefly when he was drafted, right as I was coming on with Locked On Grizzlies. You know, the the, the skill set of Vince Williams Jr. was supposed to be one that was complementary. Mm -hmm. And he has gone above and beyond that. Like if you had told us when he was drafted that he was going to be on in the rising stars game instead of a guy like David Roddy, who's not even on the team anymore, instead of a guy like Jake LaRavia, even a Kennedy Chandler, right? Like the fact that mm -hmm. we're in this place where it's Vince Williams Jr. who is that top young player among that group. We've talked about that before here, but you know, even his fans in college are like, how in the heck is he doing this? It, it it blows my mind, Joe, because I I go back every now and then, and I and I go back and listen to uh, when we talked to Zach Kleiman, uh, the Grizzly general manager, manager and president of basketball operations after uh, the NBA draft, and the questions were about David Roddy because of the trade with the Anthony Melton and him being a first round pick, Jake Laravia because he was your first pick in the draft, uh, Kennedy Chandler because he was the hometown kid backup point guard, potentially, you know, the hair uh, to Tyus Jones in that role because everyone knew Tyus had, you know, a couple years left on his deal and whatnot. And then, even to a certain degree, Kenneth Lofton Jr. And eventually that became the case as, you know, we got to see Kenneth Lofton Jr. down in the G League and whatnot. He became kind of the afterthought of the draft class and for no reason at all. It was never because of poor play. And it makes sense a little bit now is that you know him because even in the locker room, you know, the team before the game, because the announcement came out like shortly before the Grizzlies game and they're celebrating him. And, and you know, he's just high fiving guys. It's not no it's not a big yeah, and explosive thing like that's not him. Like it, it, he's always been like that. When we were in Atlanta, I was talking to him one on one. And I talked to a lot of these guys one on one. And usually, you know, like. It, they they open up, they're more expressive and things like that, which he did, but he's he's even quiet to his teammates. You know, a lot of guys, you know, maybe filter themselves in the media a little bit, and then 
uh, you talk to some of their teammates, they say, oh, no, he's nothing like that in the locker room. I'm talking to Santi. I talk to Jaron. I talk to all these guys, and they say, yeah, that's that's just Vince for you. You know, he's just a mild-mannered, quiet guy. And I say that because it makes sense for his trajectory up to this point. You know, it, one thing that stood out to me, Joe, was when we first started to think about him breaking out, when he, when he, early on, uh, I think it was around December, right? And you'll remember, I think I said it on here. He said something to me like, I feel like if I got this opportunity last season, I would have been doing the same thing. And to me, that was a player just listening to that, that said, I should have been playing last season. I mean, he didn't say that, but he was, I could have done this last year. This is, this is nothing new to me. This is how I play the game of basketball. And all he did was, even though he felt like he could have done the same exact thing, just kept quiet, went down to the hustle, played some games, worked his butt off in the summer league, and earned this opportunity. So you you, you got to respect it, you know, the way that he's kind of grinded his way to this point. He's extremely impressive in the way that he's done it, kind of a self-made type of player. And, again, I, I want to stress, nobody saw this coming. Like it's, oh, I knew Vince Williams Jr. could do this. No, you no, didn't. No. no, you didn't. <laughs> you might have thought that he could be an NBA rotation player. You might have thought that he would be in the league for a while with a specific skill set. Nobody saw him being a rising star caliber type of player. And to Michael's right, we check back on these rosters in a few years, see who's still around, who isn't. That is a fun exercise to do every once in a while. But I do think that Vince Williams Jr. has a game with skills that will translate. And as Memphis gets healthier, he won't be asked to do as much in terms of usage, in terms of creating off the dribble. He's doing that right now because he has to. There is literally no one else except for Scottie Pippen Jr., so he's doing things that he isn't necessarily fully equipped to do for a winning team. we got to remember they're in the midst of a nine-game losing streak. So it's not like he's putting up these numbers and it's leading to winning. But the things that he does particularly well as a defender, shooting the three, that's stuff that when it is winning time again in Memphis, he'll continue to contribute in those areas. So congratulations to Vince Williams Jr., rising star. To Michael and I, of course, we'll talk more about that later on this week and on Monday when we review the All-Star Weekend festivities. When we come back here on Lockdown Grizzlies, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. We keep trying to find the bright side here on Lockdown Grizzlies, but Gigi Jackson has gotten to a bit of trouble of late. We'll see if it's much ado about nothing or if there's something there when we talk to Michael Cole about it next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. But first, this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by Hungry Root. Hungry Root is your partner for healthy living. It's the easiest way to get fresh, high-quality groceries and simple, healthy recipes delivered to your door. All you do is you take a fun, short quiz, and Hungry Root will get to know your personal health goals, what you like to eat, the kitchen appliances you use, and so much more. Then they'll build you a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to good use. Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's got to taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole, trusted ingredients. Save hours planning, shopping, and cooking Hungry Root delivers food you'll love. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Locked On Grizzlies Day or uh, listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. That's right. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash Locked On to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash Locked On. Don't forget to use our link for Locked On Grizzlies and make sure that you know that we here at Locked On Grizzlies sent you. 
When we come back here on Lockdown Grizzlies, we're talking Gigi Jackson and the little bit of trouble he's gotten in of late. Stick with us. Welcome back to Lockdown Grizzlies. I'm Joe Mullinax, joined by DeMichael Cole of the Commercial Appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. He's the Memphis Grizzlies beat writer for that publication. I am your co-host. I've covered the Grizzlies for over a decade. You come to the right place for Grizzlies content. And we sang the praises of Vince Williams Jr., and he certainly deserves it. A little bit of criticism of late for G.G. Jackson, and to be honest with you, he deserves it. Breaking team rules. It's been uh, rumored and uh, you know certain reports confirming you know, some fines that have been levied against Gigi. Just the idea of any of those kinds of situations, um, obviously as the Grizzlies beat reporter there for the commercial appeal to Michael, maybe you can confirm or deny some of those things. Um, Jaron Jackson had, a, I think, a pretty, a pretty good quote about it that kind of stands where I stand on the matter. But what you know about Gigi Jackson, of course, not playing recently due to uh, a violation of team rules and whatever else might be going on there with the young Grizzly star yeah and i want to make sure that everybody kind of understands uh what i'm about to say here because when we talk about gg jackson you gotta preface it with he's 19 years old i'm pretty sure he's the youngest that, player in the league he right is. you're 100 right he's the young i mean he barely made the cut i think his birthday is something like december 17th or 18th should or literally be a college freshman mm-hmm. and you got to december 31st to make the cut. So he he barely, you know, uh, made the cut to even declare for the draft when he did. But with that being said, he's he's 19 years old and of course, maybe with that comes certain little maturity things. And with him it's just about being a professional. This is something he's talked about. And when you hear players talk about, oh, you know, just being a professional, like Ken Flofton Jr. used to say it all the time, being a professional. But it's different with Gigi. It, it's it's really about being a professional because it, it is the adjustment for him and it's the one that he uh is battling the most to make at this point so the fines and things like that yes that is something that Gigi said himself he's been fined um i think four times you know up before the suspension you know the team issued suspension and the thing with that is those four fines were early in the season this was something that you know uh climbing met with gg jackson with uh at a certain point and for a while gg was clean you know very little mistakes and things like that and of course now the one game suspension comes out and all this to me just goes back to the professionalism standpoint uh, of course you know we'll talk to gg later on today and and get more clarity from his perspective on you know what he's going to learn from this but when you think about things you know it, the professionalism part of this joe it's 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 the little things you know it's it's showing up on time right you know it's it's not missing you know uh, key 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 events key functions and things like right. that like yeah, i was gonna is, ask are we talking him being late to practice yes, are we yeah. talking him you know maybe yeah. missing you know coach jenkins talks about Those, vit- the vitamins yeah. that they do <laughs> is it kind of a combination all the above situation <laughs> the play groups and <laughs> right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's it's punk being punctual yeah and, and Things like that. So uh, those are the things that you want to see, you know, uh, Gigi clean up. And I don't think it's a big concern. It's just uh, it's a concern because he, he missed the game. But it, it's not something that you could expect uh, to carry on, I think, for the large part of his career. Because at the end of the day, he's got some players on that team that are going to get on him. You know, I was talking to Jaron and 
uh, you, you saw the quote, um, you know, I asked Jaron about it and Jaron, mm-hmm. I, I approached Jaron basically said, Jaron, you know, you're, you're the oldest guy on the team now. Like when these situations don't come up a lot with you guys, but when they do, what's your approach to him? And he said, look, I, Gigi's going to be one of the best players in the NBA. So act like it. I mean, there was no laughing. There was, no, it was, it was a very serious demeanor, you know, uh, that Jaron showed when he, when he said that to me. So, uh, I think, you know, the guys in the locker room are very, very, very careful with giving Gigi the big head and things like that because of, you know, maturity things. I remember there was one situation and, you know, you know the saying, Joe, there's truth in every jokes. And and, and there's a situation, I think, when the Grizzlies played the Warriors. Now, you remember that game, Gigi, big game, the Grizzlies Mm -hmm. beat the Warriors. Uh, Steph Curry, Draymond Green shot it out, uh, Gigi Jackson and whatnot. And I remember during that game, Gigi Jackson made a tough shot or whatever the case may be. And Steph Curry was standing at the scores table and Jaron Jackson Jr. was standing at the scores table. And Steph makes like this face, like, you know, like, oh, that was good. Like, that was that was really good. And Jaron sees it. And after the game in the locker room, Jaron's joking around because, you know, Gigi wasn't in there at the time. And he said, I was going to tell Gigi about it during the game, but I was like, nah, let me tell him after the game. I don't want to tell him during the game. And, you know, you laugh it off in the moment, but that's kind of where it is, you know, with Gigi right now. Like Desmond Bain, you can say, you know, LeBron, LeBron was impressed with the shot that you took, and Desmond Bain's going to brush it off. And all right, next play, let's go. Gigi still, I mean, we saw it with the TNT moment and things like that. Still that, what, Steph Curry? Like, so it's just the professional part. And I, I think, you know, that comes with age more than anything. You know, he, I mean, he spent one year in college and, and he's here now. So uh, I don't think it's anything long term. And I do think it's OK for a Grizzlies fan to kind of pause, given our luck with suspensions <laughs> of late. Right. So obviously this is not that. And that's one of the reasons we wanted to take this time. Michael did a really good job there explaining it's it's punctuality. It's the stuff that you have to do regardless of what your profession is, right? Like you got to show up to work on time. You have to do the parts of your job that are connected to performance that your superiors, bosses, whatever you want to call them, uh, that they outline for you to do. He's 19 years old. When I was 19 years old, I was sitting in a college dorm room. All right. I was playing like Halo or Modern Warfare or something like that. I was playing video games. (laughs) I was sleeping in. I was doing things I wasn't supposed to do. This guy is a professional athlete, right? So having a little bit of grace, remembering the last time you were 19 and the choices that you made, uh, he should, that doesn't mean he shouldn't be held accountable. The Grizzlies are holding him accountable. But that perspective is key here. This isn't the same as what John Morant did or was accused of doing. This is uh, a young player making young player mistakes, and hopefully he learns from them. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it's really that simple, right? Hope he, you know – give him this one game suspension and now the next time we see him guess what he's going to be asked questions about it and he's kind of gonna you know uh, everything's been great for gg you know this is this is kind of his his real adversity now right uh the first time you know everyone's oh gg jackson you've been so good and in the g league and then he gets you know the two-way and the contract and now it's gg uh how do you respond from this you know uh what are you going to learn from this and all those type of things and it's not just that, you know, not it's not just him answering those questions. It's him showing it, you know, not getting fined for the rest of the season, not facing another suspension or anything like that. And I think that'll ease 
you know, the other concern. But overall, like I said, I, I think it's more of just, um, you know, him kind of being fast-tracked <laughs> at this point. Like, I don't think the Grizzlies expected to say, hey, we were going to uh, put him on a standard deal this early on in the process and be playing him real minutes. But the situations happen faster than probably a lot of people expected. I would say that's more than fair to guess. The Grizzlies were planning on him spending most of the time out of the limelight uh, in South Haven, Mississippi, playing for the hustle, not necessarily being in a position to talk to Shaquille O'Neal and play against Steph Curry. Uh, that's an example of the season perhaps going away that it shouldn't have gone. Uh, when we come back here on Lockdown Grizzlies, we're going to close out this episode previewing Memphis's game tonight against the Houston Rockets. Old friend Dylan Brooks, the honeymoon might be over there in Houston. The Rockets tail, uh, tail spinning a little bit. We'll talk about that next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. But first, I want to shout out Locked On's first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, Locked On Sports Today. It's also now available on Amazon Fire TV and the, Fire, and the free Fire TV channels app. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports Today now available on the free Fire TV channels app. This episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by eBay Motors. Michael and I both love eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your car alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, LED headlights, and so much more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with EB guarantee, eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home the win. Keep your car alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply eBay guaranteed fit only available to United States customers. When we come back here on Lockdown Grizzlies, Grizzlies Rockets preview. Stick with us. Welcome back to Lockdown Grizzlies. I'm Joe Mullinax, joined by my co-host, Michael Cole, of the commercial appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. He's Memphis Grizzlies beat writer for that publication. Make sure you're following him on X at the Michael C. Follow me on X at Joe Mullinax. To Michael, we've talked Vince Williams Jr. We've talked G.G. Jackson. Current troubles and air quotes aside two of the bright spots of this difficult season for the memphis grizzlies that difficult trudge continues tonight at home against the rockets it's an interesting contest because of the dylan brooks factor obviously you check rockets twitter or rockets x <laughs> and there's a lot of why is dylan brooks in the game he's shooting too much looks like that honeymoon period might be over houston not playing as well as they did earlier in the year still in the play-in conversation to be sure but just cooling off pretty considerably considering or compared to where they were. I talked about, and you did as well to Michael earlier in the week. I don't see this losing streak going beyond 10 games. That means I think they're going to win one of the next two. This one seems like the one to win to me again, Houston, not as good as Milwaukee, obviously not as talented Memphis gets the rest or has been rested. They should have GG Jackson back. They have all the momentum in that particular way, gaining some offensive scoring talent. Can they connect that to being able to put the ball in the bucket after a pretty abysmal offensive showing against the Pelicans? And it was bad for New Orleans in the fourth quarter as well. Uh, but 
how Memphis can use that energy from Gigi, find better offensive production against another decent to good defensive team in the Houston Rockets. Well, if there's one thing that we've learned about, you know, Taylor Jenkins and, you know, Grizzlies defenses over the course of his tenure as head coach is uh, one thing he likes to do is find the weakest link on the offensive end, on the opposing team's offense from a shooting standpoint. It's usually not none uh, looking for those non shooters who are going to be on the perimeter and making them beat you. And they've been burned a lot from it. We just saw Herb Jones led the Pelicans uh, in scoring in that game, in, in part because the Grizzlies. Uh, again. Yeah. Again, he's done it multiple times, right? And, and we saw Rui Hachimura do it. We just, you know, we talked about this a lot. Like, you guys get it. But in this game, it's going to be interesting because there's no Fred Van Fleet. He's out, you know, through the All Star break. Or whatnot. So, uh, Amin Thompson, the rookie, is already going to draw the start at point guard. And Joe, I don't know if you've seen this guy; he's super explosive. Like he, mm-hmm. he, he, he has that. He has that rock. He has that jetpack in his back. Like, but hasn't shot the ball well. What to do with it once you're in the position? That's the issue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he's gonna he, he can get to that cup and and get right past you. But uh, the point is. Not only him, Dylan Brooks, you you mentioned him. I, I know it was a couple games ago we saw some people, you know, kind of calling out some of his shot, shot attempts. But overall, he's still playing better in Houston because he responded from that game, right? Made Correct. six threes the next game against the Knicks and was a big reason why they won that game. I think he finished with like 23 points. So uh, with that being said, I still say, hey, if you if Dylan Brooks is another one. So my point is, you got multiple guys in this Rockets starting lineup. You can do some soft closeouts to it, where you know, uh, Men Thompson, you're you're not running at him recklessly. Dylan Brooks, you're not running at him uh, recklessly. You know, uh, Jabari Smith, you you might respect him a little bit more. Jalen Green, you know, we know he's capable of getting hot regardless of what his percentages say. He can he can go on a heater at any moment. I think from a stylistic standpoint. This is the type of game, as as we've said, Joe, if they're going to end this streak, this is the game you have to do it. And from a stylistic standpoint, that's how they can do it. That Pelicans game, I didn't know how they could win it. Like, I, I couldn't point out, oh, if they did this, this, or this, they would win. This game, I mean, other than play hard, but this game, you can go into this game and say, hey, let's take away Shingun. Let's uh, put maybe – you know, uh, let Jabari see a couple bodies when he takes the ball off the dribble. Uh, put Vince Williams Jr. on Jalen Green and and kind of hope that he can slow him down uh, to a certain degree. And you live with the rest. If a man Thompson or Dylan Brooks uh, scores 20 plus and they beat you, you say, hey, you know what? It just wasn't our night. So from that perspective, Joe, that's where they have a chance to me. They definitely have a chance in that way. They have a chance in terms of the scoring acumen of a Gigi Jackson off the bench assuming they continue to use him in that way. That's a wonderful way to use him. Uh, just the the scoring, the craftiness ahead of his time, ahead of his age in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is another one of those games where I'm not sure they have someone that can defend Jaron Jackson Jr., right? And uh, maybe it, he it, it's them earlier this year. We won't be able to say that on tomorrow's episode because, in theory, Giannis can defend Jaron Jackson Jr. But and Brooke, I, yeah. I, I, yeah, and Brooke Lopez too. Lopez had a very good game against Jokic recently. Um, I, I think that the important thing to point out is Jaron is a mismatch nightmare against most teams in the NBA. And if he can remain efficient, if he can keep his passing up, 
I think that's really going to help a good bit. The Grizzlies injury report is always something that matters in these games, obviously, as well, because mm -hmm. you don't know, especially at the point guard position, what you're going to have on a day-to-day -day basis going into these contests. First night of a back-to-back, -back, Rose is questionable going into the Rockets game. Zaire questionable. We haven't seen Zaire Williams in some time. So that injury report starting to get a little bit shorter. Assuming those guys play, how do you see Derrick Rose impacting things? If Zaire does play, how many minutes does he get in this new look Grizzlies outfit? Does he supplant Lamar Stevens, uh, Yuta yeah. Watanabe? Uh, again, they're not healthy by any stretch of the imagination, but they're at least getting some bodies back in the fold. And plus they have a new 10-day contract guy that they signed. Yeah, J Jordan Goodwin is uh, in the equation now, and I think that matters. You know, we we can't just speak of him as a kind of a throw-in because sure. At the end of the day, now you're about to see kind of I don't do do we call it politics when like you know guys are being held off the floor yeah, because of some contractual stuff. Is that is that is that considered politics? So maybe you're about so. to see some N NBA politics stuff uh, go on. We'll go potentially. That's what we can talk about next week. Uh, you know, when the games are away, but. Uh, just kind of touching on a little bit here, like Scottie Pippen Jr., uh, Trey Jemison, they cannot play every game for the remainder of the season. And I got some clarity on that, and I'll briefly touch on it here because I, I gave Taylor Jenkins you know, some slack uh, last week before I had to go look deep in his CBA, and you know, I did realize that they are on pro-rated pro -rated, uh, two-way contracts, so they don't get the 50-game uh, maximum. And we'll, we'll go kind of deeper into like the breakdown there and why they can't play the rest of the season next oh, week. Wow. But, uh, yeah, so they don't get 50 games. Uh, they only – I think it's about 18 games left for Scottie Pippen, and Trey Jimson's probably right behind that. But mm. the point is uh, that's why Jordan Goodwin is about to be important because over these 10 days he's probably going to uh, play a little bit. Like, I think he has three games. They have three games over that uh, period because uh, there will be two before the All-Star break. Then he'll come back after the break, play one game. Um, so he'll probably factor into that. Uh, we know Jacob Gilliard, don't know the exact number, but he's close. Yeah, I, I think it's three or four games left for him, but it's it's kind of iffy on his standpoint because when he gets DMPs, those count as active games. Remember, it's 50 active games, not 50 games played. DMPs count as games you were active as long as you were injured or not sent down to the Memphis Hustle. So uh, it's a kind of tricky to figure out how many you know i haven't figured out a way to really uh nail that number down but i do know that it's something that it's probably going to expire on him uh before the end of february so uh scotty pippen jr as you mentioned with the injuries him being out uh, i think it's big and that puts a little bit more pressure on derrick rose uh i think he's going to be available but you know derrick rose is not going to play 30 minutes uh so he's going to come out there probably play 15 16 20 minutes in for those minutes, he's going to have to be really good because they're not going to have a lot of point guard play. Jordan Goodwin has the size of a point guard. Uh, he can make a couple plays here and there, but he's not Jacob Gilliard from a table-setting perspective. So uh, I do think that at the end of the day, we saw the Grizzlies score 87 points the other night. This is another game. Like, if they lose this game, I, I don't think it's a shootout type thing. I think it's a game they struggle to score against one of the top defenses. Ime uh, Odoka runs up very sound, physical, tough defensive system. And uh, that's the way they could lose this game from the standpoint of, you know, missing Scottie Pippen Jr. You missed that guy who Taylor Jenkins said himself, another guy who can touch the paint and impact the defenses. They don't have a lot of guys who can do that right now. 
Derrick Rose is capable in, you know, short bursts. Uh, that's why you're kind of going to need him back from that perspective. Uh, Jake, I mean, Jacob Gilliard can do it. You know, he, he's more of a threat to pass when he penetrates into the paint more than score. But you need those guards. So we'll see, again, from the politics standpoint, if Jacob Gilliard is even made available to play because of that. He's not hurt. So we'll, we'll see what happens on that end. We know Scottie Pippen Jr. is out. So it could be Derrick Rose, uh, Jordan Goodwin, and maybe Luke Kennard. Or it could just be Derrick Rose and Luke Kennard in that group. So it's going to be interesting to see how the Grizzlies handle that. All the more reason to keep watching, even as the season <laughs> is lost. Lots of different ways that Taylor Jenkins can approach this. Uh, on our next episode of Locked On Grizzlies, we got lots of basketball to talk before the All-Star break. Obviously, we'll recap Grizzlies Rockets. We'll preview Grizzlies Bucks. Continue to take a look at how the, the rotation is shaking out with all these new bodies. We'll talk about that and more on our next episode of Locked On Grizzlies. Thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of Locked On Grizzlies. Like, comment, rate, review, subscribe. However you get your podcasts, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, all those places. Remember to check out Lockdown Sports Today, 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. It's also available on Amazon Fire TV and the free Fire TV channels app. Make sure you're checking that out after you check out this show here on Lockdown Grizzlies. Thank you so much for joining myself and DeMichael. We appreciate it as always. We'll catch you on our Thursday edition of the show. Stay locked in, everybody. Like, comment, rate, review, subscribe, Apple, Spotify, YouTube. Grizzlies, Rockets, Grizzlies, Bucks. That'll be our focus the next time we're together.